Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining the Behind Company Lines podcast. Today we have Prasad Gandamogala, CEO of Mundi Inc., which is a marketplace for global travel experiences, essentially a group of leading technology services and content companies driving disruptive innovation and change in leisure, corporate, and retail travel markets. Prasad, I'm so excited to chat with you, as I mentioned before the episode. Really excited about your background and not only your evolution into the different companies you've run and built, but also the more recent kind of acquisition, kind of the whole process around when companies start to look at either competitors or areas of disruption that they want to get into and start going through this. I think it's interesting and I'm curious to hear your perspective on whether it's more efficient, whether it's kind of overall a long-term goal and what are the different decisions that come about. But before we get into all that stuff, what were you doing before you started Mundi? So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I did my master's in computer science and then started my first venture in automobile space. And I exited that successfully and then moved on to logistics and retail side of it. And then another exit, then started Mundi in 2011. Incredible. And so what got you into the first role? Was it, did you see a problem in the market? Was it through a friend of a connection? What got you into starting the, your first company? I mean, it's always intrigues me with the, the industry. When you look into each of these industry from the outside, everything is great, advanced, and you know, it, it's all good. But if you get yeah. into the details of it, there are a lot of inefficiencies and yeah. tech debt, and we see a lot of process breaks and all. Yeah. People like us look for those opportunities and see that how we can make their life better in each of yeah. the options that we work on. So yeah, when you so you, you essentially you're evaluating companies or evaluating areas in the market that need improvement, and then what is your next step? Do you offer or kind of discover some kind of solution that's just either more efficient and more techno technologically advanced or has yeah. a particular need that is not being fulfilled right, in, in the right. market? What do you kind of look at and what's the evolution of that process? So we definitely look for the need, yeah. need for the change in each of these industries and the companies. Yeah, And then how the technology platforms and technology solutions can solve those needs. Yeah, and how that we can bring it to the companies and yeah. with the right set of people and mindset to solve those problems. That's where yeah. we look for. Yeah, it's fascinating, and I like to ask founders this: who are in a similar experience or who have a similar experience, kind of seeking out the different needs in the market and then attacking it from a very strategic point of view versus having an epiphany type of product that they think is disruptive and innovative in a different way. But what is, I guess, when do you know to dive into a particular project? Because I think with a lot of entrepreneurs, they have a lot of great ideas and maybe great kind of gut initial feelings of where they might want to pin their attention to. But what right. in particular do you think, or would you say is your, um, your moment where you think everything aligns up and makes sense to then invest time and energy and effort into actually building something. Where When is that decision made? It's actually very personal, right? I yeah. mean, some entrepreneurs, they have these ideas, they have plan, and they just execute on that. The other entrepreneurs, they see the opportunity and it, it, it clicks that and they move on. Yeah. But now, for me, when I started the companies, I did not think that it is going to be like this and just wanted to solve the problem and get some satisfaction of solving an issue and jumped into it and then yeah. built it. And then once that the formula of making it successful, then you think about, okay, how can, how else that, what else you can do, how else that you can make it better and bigger. Yes. And then you look for the opportunities and you jump on it. 
right? Yeah. So that's all that happened. Yeah. And what in particular about travel interested you? So the travel layer is a big industry and it's a lot of tech net. And if you see the, you know, the history of it, you're still using 20, 30 years old yeah. systems and websites still doing in the same fashion. And yeah. as the market is improving and market is evolving, so the travel experiences makes a big difference and yeah. see the opportunity there and jump on, jumped on it. Yeah. What in particular, in, in terms of, as you've grown companies and gone through successful acquisitions, is there, I guess there kind of a playbook for the different ways that companies can be successful. And then, so what are the main kind of important pieces within that playbook that you have to consider as a founder, if you were to give your previous self advice, now that you have this experience, what are those key components that you have to be aware of? And what's the playbook in terms of the different priorities that you have to set for yourself? Because a lot of founders yeah. either they focus on building or they focus on customer or user interviews to get more idea of the product or they're focusing on right. client acquisition or fundraising. What is right. in, yeah, what for you is, are, are the key components and what are the, what's the playbook? So everything that you said is the, the stuff that everyone looking for is, but for now, for me, the most important thing is that am I satisfied with what I'm doing and am I making, bringing any change? Right. First sure. that it comes from inside. Okay. I'm all up for it. And then when you start the business, the all ups and downs, mm -hmm. how can you survive and to sustain in the environment where you always work towards your next step and towards the, your goals. Yeah. Mindset is very important for the entrepreneurs. Yeah. And from that point, building a great team, the success of the great, any companies is to have the right team and teamed up with the right people. Yeah. And, uh, and everything happens from that point. So that's another yeah. thing. And yeah. of course, the, the technology edge, right? And especially I'm coming from this technology tech area. I always look for tech edge and how we can solve the problem through the technology yeah. and solving, finding the niche and solving it and all. The combination yeah. of these things, in my view, is the recipe for the success for any company. Yeah. What, what helps you distinguish what to focus on? So, I mean, the you have a goal of whatever you're trying to do, but you know, when you have a point A to point B, there's never a straight line, right? Yeah. So you always stumble into problems and how do you solve it? So yeah. there is not one thing that you need to focus on, but you should not miss your end goal where, how you want to do it during this process, how, how dynamic you are and how, how you can change the pace and your form to be able to adapt to the change and be able to get to your end point. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What inspired you to, I guess, go through the acquisition of the last company and then essentially spin into a new project with Monday and then kind of be, become the acquirer? What, first of all, what inspired you to start Monday after two successful company exits? And, and from those exits, what, I guess, new motivation right. or uh, what in particular was exciting about Monday that made you focus right. or more so of your attention on it? So once you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, right? So if you, <laughs> you start business and you make it successful, then you look for next and what yeah. problem that you are trying to solve next, right? Yeah. So when I'm doing that from the, whatever the previous ventures, see that Monty, not Monty, the tech travel is very intriguing and look into the details of it. It requires some changes in the you know, technology transformations could happen. So, you know, 
keep the ideas open and they looked into it and like quite few companies to see yeah. learn what's happening and then from that point building the technology platforms and bringing these ideas to the market to transform the play industry from one place to another place so yeah it all happened that way yeah well so in particular what is monday solving is it you said it's a marketplace to explore different travel experiences for global travel experiences is it like an out of the box travel solution is it like a shopify app store for companies that are looking into being a part of a travel or leisure what in particular is monday solving and how does it help solve that problem yeah so we are a marketplace so there are a lot of marketplaces in the past but however as we evolve we see the travel is being done in order to, if i am a user if i am a traveler if i want to make a trip i have to go to four different places Definitely. on one side, hotel on the other side, things that I can do on, I have to curate the everything. Uh, and yet the best experience is not guaranteed. And the decisions that drives your, are the, are the things that you drive your decisions are the price and the value that you get from the price and all that stuff. So what we have done is that we have taken, we have done a transformation, one of the subset of the whole travel industry first in the B2B travel agency side of it. Then we use those assets to solve the problem that matches with the ongoing trends. So today the travel people who are making the decisions are more of Gen Zers and millennials and their buying pattern and their experiences, the what they're looking for are very different than how it has, how, what has the experiences that, you know, they're in the past. So taking, matching the needs of the current traveler needs and then building the platforms to get to them where that they're more conversational commerce using the FinTech and providing them the, not only the price advantage, but also bringing the experience, the travel experiences in one single place and connecting them through a platform of our marketplace and doing the self-servicing, but at the same time, when they want something, we connect with the local expert and connect them with our uh, crowdsourced, you know, local expert hub or a service concierge desk or influencers through our market platform, marketplace platform is what we solved. What, what have you seen change in the travel trends now from previous incumbent, obviously technology and solutions have changed and maybe are becoming a little bit more sophisticated, but in terms of the consumer behavior, what have you seen yeah. changed that is particularly interesting to you? And will it continue to stay the same yeah. way? Or is it yeah. going to kind of come back Stress. to some kind of right. e- equilibrium? Sure. So the leisure travel primarily, I'm going to talk about it from the leisure travel and corporate travel side of it, okay? The leisure travel yeah. side of it, that the pace of the travel is being set by the Gen Zers and millennials now, right? Yeah. So obviously looking into that, they are more tech savvy, mobile centric, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're looking for value for the money and the time and the experiences they get. So, so their buying habit and decision-making is very different compared with all the other players. Same way with the intermediaries, if you're talking about some people used to use travel agencies, now they're moving into influencer who is making the influence over their decisions. And going into the influencers, going into the local expertise, going into the content creators. And there are new generation of these intermediaries or big agents, we call it, are being now developing. So that's a big change. And 
Then from the corporate travel point of view, this work from home scenarios. Now business is never a business travel. Now it's a blazer. We call it as business laser. So they always want to tag the business trips with the laser trips. And yeah. that's a big change in the trend that, that we are seeing it. So I think this from the traveler's point of view and the service provider's point of view and the industry point of view, there's a big change that is happening. But yeah. unfortunately, there are not enough right platforms out there to support these trends. So that's yeah. where we see an opportunity and build our marketplace for this gig world, connecting yeah. the travelers to the this uh, intermediaries such as the local experts and influence and so on and on. And with the suppliers and uh, providing them the right price with the right experiences through this platform. Yeah, it's so fascinating to, and you're so right, it's kind of seeing the trend of millionaires and then Gen Zers who are kind of pushing the initiative to travel more. And it's kind of the, those who have access and means, but also those who have curiosity and insights for seeking out more. Um, and with yeah. everything becoming more accessible, it, it's, you're not too, you're never too far from where you want to go once you make the decision, which is so amazing how that's kind of being more enabled. I would love to learn a little bit more about this acquisition strategy that you've deployed with Mundi. And rarely do we have founders on here that are kind of in this space where they're looking to acquire technologies and kind of use that strategy to build out kind of a very successful and kind of one, one-stop marketplace. What, what made you decide that you wanted to invest in other technologies that were already being built. And when you're right. investing in them, what are you right. looking for? Is it competitors? Is it companies that have an advantage in their area that's adjacent to what you're working on? So yeah, what decide, What made you decide to go with the acquisition strategy? And what are you looking for in companies that you're looking to acquire? To start with Mondi, we have acquired 14 companies in the last 10 years. And uh, some of them are in the travel domain. Some yeah. of them are in the technology domain. So we acquired these companies for getting access to their content, some of the companies. We acquired the companies for the, their distribution and geographical footprint and acquired the companies to bring the right technologies into our overall form that solving, bringing a big transformation. So taking, looking into these areas and, and of course, and whatever that we do, it's all around the people. We looked into multiple companies and, and who are there. And we want to bet on the winners, right? I mean, how, what we think that is the people who can actually work with our vision and be part of the vision to take it to the next level. And who brings this, the value of being this, the technology edge and the, the travel experiences. So yeah. we, we have deployed our strategy you know, around these premises. How do you structure that from a, a company standpoint? Do you acquire the business or technology and then integrate them within your team or have them essentially yeah. run as a satellite kind of project or product that, that kind of, I guess, relays information right. to human? Right. We always integrate into our platform. Yeah. So the, whether it's a technology expansion or a product expansion or a geo expansion, the companies that we acquired, we have a roadmap that we created mm -hmm. and it's a footprint and we put it there and we execute on it. That brings value for overall, you know, both the companies and taking the best assets from both the companies to see that how we can leverage it to build yeah. a new breed of things. Yeah. Do you set kind of company goals or is each company you acquire have their own goals that, that they set out? Which one of the two or is it a mixture depending on the technology or company that you acquire? 
Yeah, I mean, so we have one goal as a company, right? Mondi has one goal to become a global marketplace, right? Yeah. And there are, everyone contributes into that and everyone has a job to do it. And we set the goals for them to take care of their job to contribute into our overall goals. So the top thing is that what is our main goal of being out there in the market and bringing the transformation and each of these brands and people in the groups contribute into it. Yeah. How do you keep everyone aligned on that goal? And now being that it's one entity, obviously it's Monday, but all these other technologies and companies and they kind of have maybe some incumbent philosophy that, you know, now needs to be adapted into what the general focus is. How do you reinstill that as are there certain check-ins that you do off-sites? Is it during stand-up meetings? How do you kind of reinvigorate that that's the overall goal, despite what the micro goals are for each company or each technology that's building? Right. So actually, some of that work, we do it before we even acquire. Mm, So we try to understand that what's their culture, what's their, the goals and what problem that they're trying to solve and how it fits into our thing. Yeah. Then if we're able to show them the future with what that we are trying to solve here, it actually makes our life easy. They wanted to be part of that and to really do that instead of us yeah. trying to have us to be in, aligned and it's, it's, it's the need and opportunity out there that binds all of us to go towards too. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that, that's, uh, I, sorry, that, say that again. Yeah. Carry on. Oh no. I was going to say that's, uh, that, that seems right. That all that work would have to come beforehand versus it's like making this acquisition verse right. and then trying to figure it out from there. Um, outside of kind of aligning on mission and goal during the due diligence process, and I'm sure assessing what the company's success is, maybe the revenue, the profit, the exposure, what else goes into the due diligence during the acquisition process? Are you looking at their competitors? Yeah, I guess strategically, what do you go through in terms of information to to validate the, or I guess put into action the acquisition? Yeah, the strategic value and the meeting of minds, right? And the people, and we look for it, and the technology and financial additions that we want yeah. to see. And most importantly, are we sharing the same goal? Are we yeah. sharing yeah. the same vision? Right? Yeah. And yeah. once that diligence is completed, once that we, the, integra- you know, the acquisition is completed in the integration stage, it's a continuous process. It's not one thing, right? Yeah. How do we make sure that we preserve the contents of these companies that we acquire and get that comfort, integrate ourselves, learning from them and giving our experiences to them. It's not one way street, I mean, it's a two yeah. way street. How yeah. do we respect the people and their skills and that they have been working for all these years? It's yeah. more of a people job. And once the people get it and things yeah. will happen. And despite all these things, and we may run into some problems, but that's life and it's okay. And even that, we have a plan to see that how we can do that and how we can align, realign ourselves to get into the, the family goals. Yeah. Have you ever had an unsuccessful acquisition? And I guess if so, what, what was unsuccessful about it? What did you learn from that experience? I don't say that it's unsuccessful acquisition, but I learned so many lessons. Yeah. Right? But sure, we learned the lessons of initially, you know, no matter how much, whatever the plans that we have, until that you get into the, you know, the actual execution, you will not learn. Yeah. First step. Yeah. 
So there are the fates, the people, the mindset, the alignment, and the integration. We think that everything is easy, but it's never easy. But once that you have one or two acquisitions done successfully, so now you know the formula. So being developed over a period of time, you cannot expect that to happen day one. And yeah. land it and owned on it and improved it better to get better and better results. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the traction. How many, you said you went through 14 acquisitions in the last 10 years, which is so exciting. Tell us a little bit more in terms of your growth, your user base. Do you look to acquire more companies in the near future? Where is Mundi now and where is it headed to? So Mundi, we are continuing to grow in both organically. We are you know, expanding, so we have been growing at 60% year over year, both on top line, bottom line for all these years, barring the COVID-19 years. And, and we are profitable, so it is very important. So <laughs> we are growing and profitable. And as we are growing with that, we have organic growth in branding our platform globally and bringing this marketplace to this league world now in the most efficient way. That's all the things that we are working, but at the same time, the drivers for that is that some of the areas that we want to do the m and that fits into our overall vision. And we are continuing to invest in making some m and acquisitions that, fit, that matches with our goals. So we are working both the organic side of it and the inorganic m and side of it. And we, we, even this year until Q3, and we have been growing at 170% of 2019 levels. Now I'm talking about pre-pandemic and growing at that level. And, and although the industry has recovered only you know, 65%, but we have lost over 170% in our growth. And that's, uh, and we hope to continue with that. What are some of the biggest challenges that Monday faces today? Yeah, I mean, see, the, there are challenges related to the market, COVID-19, the recessions and all of that stuff. And, and there are execution related challenges, right? Yeah. Now the market driven challenges, I see that as an opportunity than a challenge. Yeah. Because every challenge that is thrown at, uh, upon anyone, if you didn't look into that and there's always an opportunity just behind that. Yeah. And we work on that and execution related and it's a learning, constant learning and how do we make ourselves better and to execute the things better. So challenges really in our world is opportunities. Yeah. Long-term wise, I think I know the answer to this question, but if everything goes well, what's the long-term vision for Monday? So we want to be the global, the marketplace for the gig and global world, providing these travel experiences and in a big scale. So we're basically essentially transforming the industry from this state to the future state, the, the help of technology platform and the right connections with yeah. the various stakeholders. Yeah, incredible. What is particularly hard about your job? I enjoyed the job and it is nothing <laughs> challenging and, you know, been working on this and always managing the people and the expectations and achieving the things and achieving this growth and what your passion converted into some results is always yeah. challenging, but we love those challenges. That's where, that's what differentiates the people yeah. and the entrepreneurs from the rest of the group, right? Yeah. It's seeking out and finding excitement about the challenges and so many different things. Even there's also things that you don't want to do, but the finding the necessity to do them and the lightness of heart right. to just pursue it, I think are a couple of things I've at least learned in, in building companies is that it, yeah. once you kind of lighten it up a little bit and start taking on different tasks with, with that kind of mentality right. and that it's necessary and it's not going to be as difficult or maybe it will be, but it's 
part of the process. And then the stress kind of d- uh, diminishes a little. But I guess, yeah, as a, as a founder, what, what kind of keeps you sane? What kind of keeps you motivated and refreshed to continue pushing and building companies and going through this process time and time again? Because it's not easy and it takes a lot of right. time, right. energy, effort, a dedication. What helps right. you get through it? I mean, solving the challenges gives the immense pleasure anyways, right? So entrepreneur, every day you come into work or or you are in the work 24 by 7. Yeah. A lot of decisions that you make, there's only 50-50 chance. And how do you make sure that chance of winning is 1% better, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and solving those problems and working is progressive and, and bringing, if you are talking about the size of the business, how can you take it to the next level? If you're talking yeah. about the number of people that, you know, you, you offer the jobs and how can you increase that and how yeah. big is your footprint and how do you solve the problem? So it's all, it's all exciting and living that the world of excitement. <laughs> yeah. All the times and, and challenges are never the challenges when you are into that world. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with that. I always like to ask this question as, as kind of my follow my final question, but what books or people have influenced you the most, whether it was earlier in your career or now? I'm influenced with everyone that I meet. I'm influenced with you today talking, yeah. learning something, right? I mean, yeah, this is a continuous learning. There's never one thing or one person or one book really influence the people. I don't believe in that, in you know, learning and talking with the people, facing the situations and getting influenced with that is yeah. a journey that we have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's like the way to learn more is to meet more people and do more things. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Prasad, thank you so much for being on the show. Last little bit is I always like to give my guests a chance to give us your plugs. What are your LinkedIn's? What's your website? What are your Twitter's? Where can we find you? be a part of it. And if we're an interested partnership, where can we get in touch to be a part of the mission and support Monday? So we are uh, Monday.com is our website and we have all the presence on all the social media with Monday and we have IR team. Details of the teams are there on our website and on all of our social media accounts. So please feel to reach out and see that there's something that we can learn from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Prasad, I hope you enjoyed yourself and thank you again for joining the Behind Company Lines podcast. Great. Thank you so much, Julian. And it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to join here. Thank you to you and to your audience.